Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week here on Fitbit. Uh, with me always is a man who's just ducked straight out of the kitchen. Uh, is it still on fire? We don't know because he can't give away too much. Uh, please welcome my podcast husband, Dural Joe Singer. Hello, Benjamin Lomas. I don't want to dilly-dally. What I've learned from the MasterChef Kitchen is time is super important. So oh, if we've got 60 minutes on the clock, <laughs> your time starts now. Uh, <laughs> let's get into our guest. Our guest is an incredibly funny stand-up comedian. He's a friend of ours. He won the Raw Comedy National Competition, and he has got his own podcast, Fit and Bra. Please welcome Zach Doyle. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me. I should have yeah. said one of the best mullets in the business and really pissed Brett Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You do have a mullet, but uh, from, for, I mean, you know, to go straight into the visual context, uh, your mullet's wet and it looks fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit seedy, eh? <laughs> slick back, greasy. Yeah. Now, Zach, now, uh, we, uh, we've, uh, I've wanted you on the pod for a while because, uh, look, it feels Oh, oh Dill's been a stick in the mud, eh? Oh, my Lord. Hang on. Hey, what's I wanted wrong you on the pod for a while. Whoa, 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 whoa. Zach, do you mind uh, just while Ben and I have a little chit-chat on the side? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Get into it. Wow. I feel like, I feel can like you, that wasn't... Can some context to that, please? As No, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't as loaded as no, it was no, supposed no. to be. Your emphasis on I. See, the way the sentence should have been was, well, I've been, I've been wanting to get you on the pod. That's what it should have You said... I've been waiting to go on the pod. <laughs> okay, uh, true. Okay, true. I, 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 it, it wasn't supposed to come across that way, uh, but it did. So, um, so. But also, uh, why do we have this cunt on today? Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason being is uh, is uh, uh, leading up to the comedy festival. Uh, you know, like I feel like Zach, when you appeared on the scene, I'd uh, I'd already had, or when you moved down to Melbourne, I'd already had children, and we we got uh, talking at a couple of gigs, and. The reason why I wanted to bring you on is one, you are one of the fittest units. <laughs> I know, I did it again. The reason I wanted to bring you on is if I wanted to bring you on. Okay, Fucking calm down, hell. calm down. Um, is uh, you're a fit unit, and uh, and both Dylan and I, we've always thought that. Uh, <laughs> That's true, because Zach, you and I have in private talked about this as well, but go on. You are, you, are, uh, you are a very fit unit, but what I love, though, is also you're one of the uh, few Melbourne comedians, or other comedians, uh, who doesn't mind getting their rig out on social media. <laughs> oh, absolutely, mate. If you got to <laughs> flaunt it, you know, fuck it. Who cares? Yes. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Why wouldn't you? Uh, again, this is meant to be about the guests, but not us. But Ben, just seriously, if I had the rig that Zach oh, has. I just, tell I'm, me about I, it. I don't want to have this. Because uh, the thing, Zach, that you, well, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously. Yeah, we do. So we let's, do. Let's, let's start on with the rig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you reckon, like, what, is, like Ben, you brought it, brought it up. Is there an issue with getting your rig out on social media? Yeah. Well, well, no, I, well, okay. So, so when was the what was the first picture you put out with your rig, Zach? Like, what was the first one we went? Okay, I'm happy to put this on social media. Um, I don't know. I used to do it a lot because when I was like before I moved down here, I was up in the tropics, mate. Like, you can't. <laughs> you've always got your rig out up there. You know, it's too hot. So you're originally from town to keep still? it contained. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember, like, <laughs> since moving down. Yeah. 
Because I, I saw one, which I, I didn't know yet, but I saw you, it's just a picture of you with what can only be described as a chiseled six-pack on a <laughs> yeah, motorcycle. Yeah. And I, yeah, went, I found it right here. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah we'll put that one up. up. <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, fuck, I want to fuck him. <laughs> the reason I was, I, sorry, I, I was getting headshots done that day. Uh, right, and, and then afterwards, head jobs, I belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking with a rig like that. And we'd done all the proper ones, you know. And I thought, and that's Nick Kappa's motorbike that sat. I don't live uh, at that house anymore, but that that the fucking motorbike's probably still afterwards. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been itchy ever since. Uh, and the motorbike was there. I was like, fuck it, why not? Um, why not get, do some silly ones, you know? Some silly right. ones. So the reason I love it, for for starters, A, you've got the six-pack. It's funny because you've got the six-pack and then you've almost got like a pot belly in that shot. Like, I don't know how that even works. Yeah. It's, like, it's like there's more room for more, there's more room like, for more packs. But yeah, yeah. also, I think it's great because it's funny, no doubt. Yes. So sort of getting to have your cake and eat it too because it's really funny because you've got the mullet going, you've got the snarl. It's clearly you're taking the piss. But also... You're fucking getting the ringer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a trick for us, Ben, when we get our six-pack. Yeah, totally. Uh, when, we, when we get our six-pack, oh, it'll be posted freaking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but so have you always have you always been like, – we'll use the term. Have you always been that shredded? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't have to work very hard for it at all. Like, it's just – I just have, like, heroin addict genetics or something, you know? Like, yeah. It's not <laughs> I, like I've, I've ever followed a strict diet or anything. I'm just – just skinny, naturally low body fat, and right. I'm a pretty active person, so that's it. And that pisses a lot of people off, which is oh yeah. No, we're going to end the podcast now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I didn't want him on. I, I, I was, I was offended when you said I didn't want him on before, but now I don't want him. On. Let's end it now. But no, man, that's incredible, and it will be interesting for our listeners, who obviously majority are people who have had issues at some point with weight or weight loss or keeping it off or anything like that to hear someone say that. But that's why I love this podcast because we we get to hear the the everyone's you know journey so for you it's never been a thing of of uh like because are you a big eater you big drinker what are your vices when it comes to consuming stuff oh yeah i eat a lot i um like i like i get the munchies a lot i mean i'm I'm a lot better now than i used to be but when i was younger like late teens early 20s and stuff i was an absolute fucking animal just eat Mm. eat 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 like i was like i had worms or something you know and i I did I did medicate myself for worms a couple of times because I was worried, you know, just eat as much as I could and, and I never never gain weight. I, I, I've tried to gain weight before. like, I, And I have been able to add like a little bit of muscle and stuff over the years, but like it just... So what you're saying, it's a, prob- it's a problem is what it is. Absolutely. And it's a problem that a lot of people don't understand, you know? There's some truth in that, though. I reckon it is a bit of an unfair thing. We've talked about this a few episodes ago, Ben. There's a concept of almost fit shaming these days because we've learned to squash out fat shaming. But if you're someone who, you know, is fit and healthy, you seem to be fair game going, fuck, you haven't struggled and you're just being dismissive of the efforts that you might need to put in or whatever. But the thing I wanted to ask uh, firstly is how old are you now? Yeah, good point. How old am I? I'm 29. I turned 30 in a couple of months. Oh, you yeah. young spring chicken. Right. right, right. Well, it's for you. It's only downhill from here. We've yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
Because oh, no, the, oh, no, the other thing I wanted to ask, though, just to pick you up on it, is you know how you said because you, you eat so much and then you don't put on any weight and then you thought you had worms, was that self-diagnosis? <laughs> yeah, well, you just got to gotta test for these things, you know, just in case. <laughs> no, you go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just buy the chocolates. You go to the bloody the, the, um, the, the chemist and you buy worming chocolates, eat it, and then, you know, if you've got them, you don't anymore. I have never heard of that. Haven't you ever had the worming chocolates? No, I've never had the worming chocolates. Have you ever heard of that, deal? No, it just sounds like a brown dude dancing on the... the, the <laughs> <laughs> That's guilt-free chocolate, mate. It's medicinal. Uh, medicinal? Right. Okay. So, and so then... how you came in, Now all our listeners are going to buy fucking worming chocolate. Bike <laughs> sales just went through the roof. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then, so, so, okay. So you're 29. You're turning 30, uh, mm-hmm. which you know, like Dill says, uh, it's all downhill. Uh, but the other way, well, uh, the uh, the um, the other one I wanted to talk about is when we were catching up at gigs, and it was that thing where, um, uh, yeah, we were, we were talking, and then something came across your social media, which I became somewhat obsessed. Is is you like to do uh, an ice bath? Yeah, love it. And can you just share the listeners? But it's not a bath. What do you actually use? It's a bin. It's a big blue bin. I jump in. I haven't got it anymore because I moved into an apartment and there's no room for a for a big blue wheelie bin to, to jump in. This is but this I, is this is so good. So explain to it how it works. So you like you like a bit of cold cold water therapy. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Where did you start doing it? I think I started. I mean, probably when I moved here to Melbourne because you could do hang it. On, hang on. Hold, 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 pause for a second. Sorry, I just had some audio issues. Yeah. Uh, all right, start again. Sorry, what are you saying? Yeah, I started like cold showers is uh, is where it started, and it, it would have been when I moved here to Melbourne because you can't really do a cold shower in North Queensland because the water isn't cold, you know. <laughs> but I, I would use it to like, I mean, I read something about it, like I stumbled across Wim Hof and stuff like that, yeah. and I I would really use it to just get myself out of the shower because I'd take long hot showers and I'd be like, I just couldn't get out. It's too fucking cold <laughs> in the bathroom to get out. So I'd just like procrastinate, put it off, put it off. And then eventually I was like, fuck it. If I just turn the cold water on, I'm going to want to get out pretty quick. <laughs> and then it started feeling so really good. good. But then, your, like, your hands are stronger than your legs effectively because yeah. your legs can't do the walking. So the hands like, fuck it, we'll do it for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized like if I if I soak in the cold water in that shower for a bit, when I do step out and dry myself off, it's not cold because I've just been so much colder. So it kind of feels warm yeah. in, you... in the bathroom. And then I sort of just progressed to taking really, really long cold showers because I, I had a really like fucking deadly ass shower. Like the, the fucking thing would blow your hair off your head. You know, it was really strong. Yeah. I was like, that's Protect when I really got into like, to getting really cold in there. And then I started looking at, I didn't have a bathtub, so I started thinking of um, things I could put like a lot of cold water in, and, and the wheelie bin was kind of the most accessible thing. I just went down to Bunnings one day. It was during the first lockdown, actually, <laughs> and I was like, well, I've got nothing else going on, and why don't I just fucking try and freeze myself every day, you know? Now- I love- you know what helps with the cold, though, when you're getting out of the shower, Zach? Um, being fat. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. That's a bit yeah, of yeah, the insulation. Well, I've the never insulation. been good. Like, yeah. like I, I get fucking cold, man. If it's cold weather, like I really need to rug up. It's really funny when you watch that SAS Australia show with Merrick Watson's on. It's only the people from Queensland that can't handle yeah. the, <laughs> the, 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 the coldness. Because, because, so, 
When you went to, because I, I like that, because I, I, I wanted to get a pool uh, in the backyard because I've got the sauna and I wanted to uh, do that. And I, I went shopping. But I remember asking you, I was like, well, I didn't quite understand. Because it, at first when you told me, I just thought you just got your regular bin and just filled it up with water. <laughs> which was possibly the most disgusting thing I could ever think yeah, of. Yeah, I'm not a fucking animal, mate. <laughs> and then, but then I was like, when you went down to Bunnings, because I didn't even know you could get a wheelie bin at Bunnings, but clearly you can yeah. Um, but when you well, it was not there, one he bought. He just went to the back and grabbed one of them. Now, did you did you tell him what you were doing it for? Did you? <laughs> no, no, then no one asked any questions. Uh, then, yeah, no. Were buddy, you wearing you... a shirt? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, yeah, of course I was. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a discount. He's like, sweet mate, you yeah, take yeah. it. You take it with that ring. Um, <laughs> so, but then I. So you, you, you fill it up with water, right? And then yep. but, uh, this is what I didn't understand. How did you get it? Um, well, I would just jump in. Like he's, he's extremely agile and athletic. We, we, we might be skipping a bit ahead here, but <laughs> what is that thing you do in a park where you fucking tie a rope from one tree to the other and no. somehow just walk around? <laughs> he's doing fucking skips and shit. On, what do you call it? That's called slacklining. Like so you do that mining? as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I was right. I haven't done it for a while now. I, I've kind of gone off it, but I was. See, doing this that. Zach, the, what's it called? Slack lining. Slack lining. <laughs> slack flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zach, slack vi- slack slack lining is the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast. Um, yeah. you know? <laughs> when I saw it last year, I was really I really wanted to get you on the podcast, and I saw you do all that. <laughs> so for uh, people don't know what is it? What is it? It's basically, tight, it's tight rope walking, but instead rope. of a tight rope, it's kind of a um, like a like a dynamically stretchy strap. It's basically like a tie down strap that you would use on a like an hockey strap or something. Yeah, no, not an hockey strap. No, 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 not that bendy. Like a ratchet strap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like a right. giant one, you know. So, questions before we jump back into the bin. Right. Yep. So, oh, oh, actually, you know what? Let's finish that off. No, so, my, my question. Well, that explains it though, because I because I went down the path of getting a wheelie bin, but then yeah. it was pointed out to me Did during. You, find, you could find one that fits. <laughs> you had to go. Well, no, there was that because if you if you go now, if you lose your bin if it gets broken, if you yeah. ask for another one, the, all the new ones that the council give you are smaller. Yeah, right? Right. Right. You I, could I, only get the hard rubbish one. For you. <laughs> Did this come in? Does this come in Excel? <laughs> all the old ones. You know the old ones? It used to just be a box. It used to be just a square. Like yeah. it used to be this tiny thing that and then everyone could see how much you drank through the week. Like it was just like this box. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so my my question was like, uh, and then you I was like, you can still get the big yellow ones. And I was like, well, I can fit into that. But then in my head, like my partner pointed out, I was like, can you please not do this? Because once you get in, there is no way in hell you'll be able to get out. And it was true. Like, I'm not flexible enough to get yeah, out. Yeah, you need to be able to get your leg up, I guess. Yeah, yeah totally. But then also, your legs are to- like you still have to somehow use your body strength to get both legs out without tipping it over. Surely, because well, the, 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 there's like probably a hundred liters of water in there. It's not going to tip over. It's so heavy. Well, what's interesting, Ben, is though, because when you go in, the cold will compress your body so much. 
that maybe, you know, you can just <laughs> jump out. If it's hot water, that's when you expand and you mold yourself to the bin. Well, but you're so, if you do five minutes in that fucking thing, you're, you're so cold. You're going to, you're going to get out of there. You're yeah, not going to have yeah, a yeah, totally, any totally. trouble getting out. And would you, would you add a bag of ice to it? Did you go that far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that sounded methy. <laughs> yeah, that really helps the concentration. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'd go down, at least get two bags of ice, sometimes three. I did some wild ones where we had like, you know, eight bags of ice in there, like what? fucking really cold. How and long then, did you last in there? Without uh, as, in the end, I was doing like anywhere between five and 10 minutes. Holy. If we were doing big blocks, like I pretty much commandeered the entire freezer of my share house to just freeze big, like ice cream containers full of ice. So, so we're doing big blocks like that as well. It's a little bit more cost effective. And did you do the Wim Hof? Did you do the breathing beforehand or you just jumped in? Um, I, I tried a little bit of the breathing and then not so much Wim Hof. It's just kind of just like. Because when you get in, you, your first instinct is to panic and really yep. breathe. So in, I didn't really do Wim Hof. I was just doing long, controlled breaths. Yeah. Sort of settle yourself down into it, you know. And I would do it a lot of time after a run. I'd go run a, you know, a 5K or something and then and then jump in the ice bath. Yeah, afterwards. which is perfect because, um, yeah. yeah uh, well, that, that ends it. I, I, I just think for anyone out there, it's one cheap way of being able to do an ice bath. If you it's, are that flexible enough, I don't reckon for people who have hip problems like myself, don't do it. <laughs> um, get, get yourself a pull. But I reckon that for me is, uh, I reckon that was, uh, it's a really cheap way. I never thought of it. Like I thought of it like in summer as a kid, but then after seeing you on, on the on the Socials doing it. I was like, "This is perfect." Does your partner do it as well? Yeah, I got her into it a, a, a few times. Not, she wouldn't do it as much as I would, but yeah, she, she got into it. And then all the boys I was living with got into it as well. Like we were, <laughs> we were really like so much better than passing, the ice for a bit. Instead of passing the bong around, just pass the wheelie bit around. Well, I would do that as well. I'd smoke, some, <laughs> I'd smoke weed and get in there, and oh, I do all wow. kinds of old shit, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is before we finish this off. I do want to ask, what have you noticed the effects that it's had on you? Why do you keep doing it? What's the motivation? Well, I haven't done it in months now and my life sucks, man. I'm depressed. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just feel it's just, I don't know. Like, they say it has like mental health benefits and I think it does. I would vouch for that. Like you, you just know of- that you can do something that's fucking hard as hell, you know? Like you've just like right. been through that. And it's good for the muscles and like post like post workout recovery and stuff like that. But the mental thing for me is like, yeah, I just sat in ice water for ten minutes. I can fucking do anything now. Yeah. Mate, it's great. interesting you say that. I've said this on the podcast multiple times. So not since my back injury I've not been doing it, but you know, the preceding eight months or whatever i'd have a cold shower every morning so i don't go yep. from hot to cold i go straight into cold yep yep. and it was more to do with a waking me up like fucking hell it just yep. right up but also psychologically it set me up for the day because in my head i was like well this is going to suck for the first minute or so but afterwards it becomes really nice yep. and trying to remember that mentality for everything that i have ahead in the day if i need to you know, sit down and try and write new material. It's going to fucking suck for ages. But if I sit with it, then I might get something at the end of it. If I have to go for a run, it's going to hurt at the start. Like all those little things, I found it a nice way to start the day. But you're right. Knowing that you've just accomplished something that is what you didn't want to do, but you did it anyway. You know, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to not just, you know, lean into discomfort. You're fucking headbutting. Yeah. And it's kind of a cheat code as well, because it's not hard. Like it's just... It's like physically, it's not all you need to do is sit well, there or stand there. Under the, the water shirt. is so cold, no way can it be hard. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> soft as fuck. Yeah, yeah, shriveled. But, but it's, it's not like 
it's not like you need to push through any like real physical barriers to do it. You just sort of need to like bear with it. Endurance, yeah, almost yeah. enduring the pain. Well, yeah. which, which is what I, which is what, I, which is what I'm currently doing uh, at the moment. So yesterday, I uh, my daughter hasn't been well, and she's like she wanted to stay home. I was like, well, you got to do what daddy's doing. She's like, what are we doing? I said, look, I need a water temperature gauge so I can work out how cold my outdoor shower is currently in winter because I've got the sauna in the backyard and now I can get my sauna up to 85 degrees and then I go from 85 degrees, I leave the sauna and now uh, the colder it's been, I go from 85 degrees and just take three steps and then I'm under the cold shower for three minutes and the record is the water was eight degrees. (laughs) Right, yeah. And it was just... Just that rush, just being able to go like one tenth of what from eighty down to eight degrees, and then yeah, knowing yeah. it, it's kind of been like you know, like I can now know I can do it. It's a great way to start the day. But now I've sort of added the game. I was like, how big of a temperature gap can I have between the hot and cold, and see how far I can push it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but some could say, hey, you know, it's locked down. Why don't you get a real job, Ben? Well, go fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> What was he called? What mining? Lining? Strap lining? <laughs> Slack lining. Slack, Slack lining. Lining. Slack yeah. lining. How yeah, did yeah. you get into it? Where does this start? Where does this all start? Well, this was a. Um, I just felt like it was just a random thing on the internet. So what it was, I was. Um, I moved to Brisbane in in 2012 um, with my comedy aspirations. Right, I moved to Brisbane from Townsville. Uh, and I, I lived there for like probably four or five months. I started doing comedy. I'd done a few sets around and stuff like that. Uh, and th- that was all going well. Um, but everything else in my life down there wasn't, you know, I had a shitty job. I broke up with the girl I was with there. So I ended up just moving back to Townsville and I was kind of feeling like a little bit defeated. Um, I had no money. I was back uh, at my dad's place, just living there. Didn't have a job, like have a job yet. I think it was around mm. the Christmas holiday break anyway. And I was yeah, just yeah. at dad's doing nothing on the internet. You're um, like 20, 21 at this point? I think I was 21. Yeah, 21 yeah. years old. And then I, I just stumbled across this documentary about these guys. The French guy? Yeah, yeah. Slacklining. And they were doing wild shit too. They were like base jumping and shit like that. Um, but I was really taken by like the slackline. And dad had a bunch of ratchet straps around the house. So I thought, fuck it, I'll go give it a go. <laughs> bunch of trees in the backyard. So it was just a really, really short one. This is the least Queensland thing I've ever heard from a Queenslander. (laughs) (laughs) In case you forget, you just look at the hair and then you're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just spent the afternoon fucking walking up and down this ratchet strap and I liked it. So I ordered a proper one uh, on the internet and I just got into it and I was quite good at it. That's what helped. Like I got really good at it really quick. I was like, well, fuck it. I just, I'll just do this now. Zach, I can't tell you how much I genuinely love everything you just said because, (laughs) no, sincerely, because it is that thing that I wish I knew to do earlier in life myself, which is if you're in a tough place, if you're in, if things are kind of spinning out of control, like obviously there's, you know, a lot of things that can, you know, affect uh, that impact those things, but Focusing on something, a project, a little task for yourself that if you can sort of get done, you feel good about yourself. That yeah. is something that I wish I fucking knew. Yeah, I guess uh, that's what it was. Time. I've never really thought of it like that. But yeah, my life was kind of in turmoil at the time. And I just yeah. found, picked up this little hobby. And it was a real, it's a really meditative kind of hobby because you, yeah. you just stand there and trying to focus on your balance the whole time. So. And you're so present because yeah. that's all you can concentrate on your balance. You can't really think about anything else. Yeah, exactly. Because as soon as you do, you fall off that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then yeah. I just got 
I got better and better at it, and I yeah, just I should do it more. But I'm, I'm I think I'm a little bit fucking too old now because I do it now and like my I get like sore in my back and shit like that because it's quite you- hard. Did you, for people who don't know, because when you do the slat lining, uh, it's, it's got a bit of give. Were you able to do yeah. the sort of the bouncing? Like the yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. Oh, bouncing. you bet he can. Yeah, Fucking bounce up and it. down like a, like a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Is a, which, is, which is amazing when you see people do it. And then for people who don't know, there's a great documentary about a French guy who went across, was it the Two Big Towers? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Philippe Petit. So that wasn't slack lining. That was actual uh, Dumb country. Rubble. So he had like a cable and he had a big pole and everything like that. That was like, and that was pre, that, that was like in the 80s or 90s or something. So that was pre the, even the invention. Isn't that an Eric Banner film, Man on a Wire? I know there's a couple of movies. There's one called The Walk, which had, you know, I think, what's his name? Okay. Love it in it. Oh, yeah, Man on Wire. Yeah, The Walk is the movie. Man on Wire is the documentary. The, and Man on Wire, the documentary, the, the footage is phenomenal because yeah. because it, it like when he does it, it's just like it, everyone's just like, this is insane. And then and then also it was just like, it, it's a really moving documentary. Like I, I, I reckon I welled up quiet at the end. Where did he do it? He did it in New York. So the world between the twenty hours. Between so the did twin he do towers. it before two thousand and one or afterwards? Because afterwards it was really fucking easy to do. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, no, it was it was like in the sixties. I think I think it was in the sixties or seventies. Maybe sixties or seventies. Yeah, yeah. And the 70s, yeah. there's this amazing moment where they interview a cop. Who, who at the time is just so moved by it? Like it's quite like this classic New York cop who was just like kind of moved by the fact that he did it. And there's this bit as well. We, I guess, why this is why you do it is he talks about how he's in the middle of the rope and he just hits this sort of sense of calm, even though he is hundreds of meters above the ground with no safety net. He's just sort of in the moment, just yeah. enjoying it. And I assume, is that kind of what you think you get a bit meditative? Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You sort of, because you're sort of just there and you're up on top of the line. And like you said, you can't really, you can only focus on one thing and that's keeping yourself up there, you know. I highly recommend that documentary, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Like the, it, those years of planning, like he started planning that walk before the towers were even finished. He saw the plans for the towers and thought, Oh, oh wow. It's like this insane yeah. French guy with it, like the, his drive is like nothing I've ever seen. Like they, they staked out the place. They like, they hid under blankets up in the, like in the construction for hours overnight to like, to rig the lineup. They, they, they managed to sneak up like hundreds and hundreds of kilos of equipment yeah, like like without anyone knowing to pull it off, it's just incredible. Like it's okay, so cool. okay. And, and what's so beautiful about that as well is, even though it was an amazing moment, it's the people behind that helped him do it was amazing as well. Yeah, so when yeah. they interview his friends who've helped him, including his partner at the time, they were just moved because they're helping him achieve a dream. But also, if he dies, it's on them. Yeah, yeah. They're so well, it just... reminds me a lot. Sorry, it reminds me a lot of that other doco, um, uh, uh, free, uh, free Willy, free solo, <laughs> free solo, Alex Honnold, yeah, yeah, Alex Honnold. Because again, it's like his team is like, if he, it's well, how would you describe that's free climbing where you basically climb yep. on fucking mountains without a rope attached, yep, yeah, and he as well, like, planned it out, he knew every movement he has to make. And his team, Ben, as you said, is like, they're like, yeah, we're filming him and shit, but if he fucks it, we're filming our mate die. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It's hectic. 
To be fair, I filmed some of your stand-up gigs, Ben, so I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Watching your mate die. Yeah, just uh, stressing out like those folks were. But then again, the rush <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah good. Uh, okay, well, the next one is uh, is uh, Slackline, which I love, which I, I didn't know. Uh, the other one is you're, you're a keen runner like Dill. You, you do run a fair bit. Yeah, well, that's that's recent. That's since uh, the lockdown. I've, ah. been, I've been a runner. Because I've never, like, I've, I'd never been a long distance runner at all, like I'd ever my whole life. And then I just started during lockdown, like again, nothing else to do. And I was, I started off, um, I couldn't, I could do one lap of Edinburgh Gardens near my place, which is about, I think it is one point, like one and a half kilometers. I could do one lap. Wow. And my goal was three. It's a lot easier to run if you're not running on a slack line, though. That's yeah, like, yeah. You can actually do it a lot quicker. <laughs> you might think you're making it too hard. For a bit tiresome. But yeah, I could barely even do one lap, uh, which is like, you know, a kilometer and a half. And now I can run 10Ks pretty. Oh, that's again. I love how much you pick a challenge and you slowly sit with it. And then obviously you're gifted athletically. There's obviously no doubt about that. But also at the same time, it is from effort that's paying off. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you showed up on track day one and ran a fucking marathon. You're like, oh, no, fuck, I can't. I actually need to work on this. Yeah, so, you has got to keep chipping away if you so want where to does that, Where does that come from? What did you do in terms of fitness and sport or anything as a yeah, kid? Did, did you play I played, sport? I played footy as a kid. I played rugby league till I was you'd about. Be running, you'd be running a fair bit then, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But not like, but like short, even when. Short even start bursts. Short, yeah, yeah, even when we'd have to do big team runs like for training, I fucking. I was like walking at the back, like trying to oh, slack off. Wow. I, I hated it real bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And right. then I um, and that's it. I just play. That, that was all I played. Actually, it was yeah, rugby league until I was about fourteen. Well, that's all that was up there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's, there would have been cricket, but there's not much else. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't want to be the kid who plays AFL. We didn't, they didn't yeah, yeah, fare yeah. too well at school. No, no, no. They got some names that were yeah. pretty antiquated these days. But um. The the what you said you stopped at the fourteen. What was that? Why did you stop? Oh, because I just wanted to smoke cigarettes and <laughs> with my mates. <laughs> Guess what? You can do a lot more if you're actually in the league. You know. Yeah, you exactly. Can, yeah, I didn't realize. You can fucking piss into your own mouth if you want. If you're <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> the bubbler. But, but it's a bit even then at fourteen, and then you get into rugby league. Did you did you have any uh, idols? Did you follow any of the uh, big names back then? Oh, definitely. Wendell Saylor was my favorite player growing up. <laughs> Brilliant. Love Wendell Saylor because I played on the wing as well and like he was just such a beast. Yeah. That's so uh, funny. And any guy. injuries? Any injuries? Nah, I would never. Because I was, it was too, like, I wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't heavy duty footy when you're that small, you know. I actually, actually the real reason I quit is I didn't hit pubie until like a lot later than a lot of the other kids. So there's a certain mm. point playing rugby league where it's like, there's a, like, a bunch child. of there, and there's like several men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember playing footy, and then I think I was twelve, and then we'd have to play this school called St Joseph's, yeah. and uh, and I remember it was like this sort of like this Catholic school, but it just had heaps of just uh, Lebanese guys from Coburg who went to that school, and I remember they hit puberty way quicker than us, and I'll never forget yeah. being twelve and hitting the ruck and going, "He's got a beard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like, Lebanese. Men have beards at a very like pretty much from childhood. Yeah, come out. You know? <laughs> we had one yeah. kid on our team, Troy Smith. He was like, 
he became, he was just a man all of a sudden one year, you know, and he was the he it was like a really fast runner. He was like the run the fastest kid in Queensland for a couple of years. Oh, so wow. like we had a whole season playing footy where we'd just give the ball to him and he'd run and score a try. That was it. That's all. Well, yeah, did. just give it to him. He'd just run around everyone's score. It was fucking sick. I- but- well, it's kind of funny because I've gone down that wormhole. There's a whole bunch of uh, YouTube videos where it is just usually one giant kid, usually like there's one where it's like this big kid from Tonga. And it's like, yeah. how is he 10 years old? Because yeah. he yeah. just runs through everyone and then it's just like game over. Yeah, <laughs> Have yeah. you seen footage of like The Rock when he was a like 14-year-old? He's a bloody unit. Yeah. Like he's huge. <laughs> a monster. Absolute monster. And so the uh, the the uh Quitting off like rugby league and stuff like that, then you just got into, you know, having a bit more of a chilled life. Yeah, I was, yeah, just kicking back, binge drinking as a teenager. Wow. That's it. When did you yeah. move out of home? Uh, when I was like 17 or 18 or something. <laughs> but I only, I, I, I kind of, I've always, because I just lived with my dad from when I was about 10. So it was always pretty chill at home anyway, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. always lived in a share house, you know? Because he's like... <laughs> that is so well said. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm, yeah, that's I've been ready for share houses my whole life. <laughs> no one's ever fucking cleaning up after me, mate. Don't worry. Knocking off your dad's bong water. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing all these smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting whose who's night was it midnight? You know, swapping midnight with dad. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because I've heard similar stories that that you know usually like it's sometimes the other way around. Like if you just live with mum, uh, you know, it's you know sometimes quite overbearing and and they do everything for you. But then you flip it to the other side, not to the stereotype of the of the dad, but it's just like. You already had a sense of independence at the age of yeah, 10. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because he was working all the time too. Like he would work ridiculous hours. So he was never home either. So I was just kicking back by myself at home. So you would take yourself to school at a 10-year-old, yeah. then get yeah. home? Then Not make- so much 10, probably from age of 11 to 12. Yeah. Like 12 onwards pretty much, yeah. He would call me in the morning because he'd start work at like... He would start work at like 3 or 4 in the morning because he drives a concrete truck and he would call yeah. me to wake me up and that was it i'd go out and <laughs> make myself breakfast go to school yeah yeah do your tax yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and any brothers and sisters or just you yeah yeah i got an older brother older sister but they were they were like living elsewhere yeah amazing yeah, wow. amazing oh i find that so fascinating i love yeah. that and then, and so you, I guess, hence you've kept that, you know, independence, move out at 17. Uh, and then, you know, just like, and now are you, are you're, you're, you're living with your partner now at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a little apartment with my partner. Okay. No, no housemates other than the two of you? No, just us two. Oh, it's okay. a tiny little shoebox, but it's nice. Make it work, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. yeah I, I know the feeling. <laughs> I've been in the city for quite a while now. I know the shoot boxes where. Uh, and yeah. so, so, so we we jump in between like fourteen, fifteen of rugby league and the hockey strap. Uh, <laughs> you don't do anything. Have you ever, have you ever used an hockey strap, Bill? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I just like the word. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you that so you start turning things around at that point. Is it in terms of that you start getting a bit more focused on health? Oh, uh, 
I mean, fitness. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, let me not. not yeah, 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 A lot yeah. of questions. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, you put the bong aside, and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's yeah. So that's when you start to go because I really love being that. a bit more active. I've always had really physical jobs as well. That was that's yeah. always been a big thing. Like when I was in Townsville, I was a, like I was a tree lopper. So like I'd spend all day. Oh, what? You an arborist? Not an arborist. No. Like I worked with arborists. So I was hang on, what's the difference between an arborist and a tree lopper? Well, Nabras has qualifications and it's like ah. can do it. Tree lopper is like, I mean, I could do, I can cut down a lot of trees, but I can't climb them and, 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 and like, like an arborist can like diagnose a tree with, if a tree's sick, they could be able to tell what's wrong with it and they'd be able to tell right. how to trim it to fix it. And like, there's, it's a lot more involved. Tree lopper's just like, fucking get them down. But it's, yeah, it's, right. it's good coin because I, uh, this is a weird segue and why I know this is just one of the most common jobs currently for kids especially up north coming out of juvie is becoming tree loppers really <laughs> yeah well like, let me tell you i worked with a lot of fucking criminals when i was a tree lopper <laughs> man what do you reckon it is that's just like access to a fucking shop items they already I have don't, i don't know what they've it got is. a shiv ready like because like, because was it is it like like to people you worked with where are they where were they from like tree loppers like all over the place. Yeah, like, so those guys that were like from like Tassie or like so that they came from like logging background from down there. Just guys, it's a real wild fucking. And it's like, I, I know there's it is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So there's like there's. Tell there, me more I about really, it. I don't. I don't really know tree love. I'm guessing you just cut down trees. But what makes it dangerous? Using a chainsaw and chopping down a tree like they and like they'd be like. So some trees you have no access to, so you'd have to climb up them and and chop them down that way while you're in the tree. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you'd have to rope down. Right, right, right. So and... the, the situation, so the situation is like I've uh, you know bought some property. I look in, there's a fucking tree that I don't want. I'm not calling an arborist. I'm calling a tree lopper. Well, it's the same things. If you same, if you, same if you, thing, yeah. If you call a tree lopping company, there's definitely an arborist that works here. He's right. just get paid a lot more than everyone else is doing the dangerous work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was more, I was basically just a labourer. I was a groundie. Yeah. So I'd have to pick up the logs and put them in the wood chipper and hold again, them. Like again, Dill, there's another great one where another YouTube dive where I've got down to where you see tree loppers and they're in a massive tree and they tie the rope to it. And then sometimes you've got to chop the tree down, but it can't hit the house. And there's one recently that was online where you see half a tree swing over the house and just miss it. It's just amazing. They do, yeah, they can do some wild shit. Like the way they can make a branch swing down and land exactly where it's meant to be and stuff. Oh, well, I really, really liked that job. I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of good people doing it. A lot of fucking crazy characters. <laughs> Kept me very, very fit. Like very fit. Yeah. But, yeah, because you're just moving logs all day and doing exactly. that. So that's, yeah, okay. So that's it. What other physical jobs? Because that's a very physical that's probably that's definitely the most physical. I did that pretty much the entire time I was in Townsville. Now, as a day job, I work as a gardener, which is yep. like tree lop and light, you know. So it's definitely not as hard work. It's but I'm still up and down. to uh, yeah, weaver snippers and shit. <laughs> but I'm doing like I, I do a joke about it because I got a Fitbit recently. I do like thirty thousand steps a day, <sighs> like when I'm working and stuff. So that's that's keeping me pretty. But that's pretty huge. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fuck. So we've covered up pretty much fitness. Uh, what is the situation like when it comes to, you know, nutrition? 
like obviously we've we've talked about cigarettes and stuff like that we'll get to vice <laughs> is nutrition yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so what about like food wise do you do you have a conscious you but oh you still reckon you have worms now and you no, just, I, <laughs> I do all right now that i'm i'm living with my missus we eat, we eat real well because she's like you know she can cook real well and she likes good food you know and so do i but like it's like i'll get a lot of variety now which is good uh if I'm not mistaken, your partner has got a Sri Lankan heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she does she have stuff like um like has she got recipes for me that I can use on a certain TV show? <laughs> <laughs> she might. She'd have to probably get them off her mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she, yeah. have some recipes for you. There's, that'd be that'd be fucking handy, please. <laughs> there's next door neighbors uh, to their our apartment block. They got a big curry tree in the front yard, so she's always oh, nice. getting me to go down there and fucking pinch a handful Did, of leaves off that. Now, how, how long have you been living together? Is this your first partner you've lived with? No, I've lived with partners in the past, but we've been living together since like October last year. So okay, so it is eight months. Eight months, and then lockdown. So you couldn't you couldn't live anymore on top of each other than bang throughout lockdown. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we moved into this place just after the the big lockdown last year. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. we've been through a couple of little ones here. Yeah. Now, is she as fit as you? Yeah, she she is. She's like she runs. She's a she's what she's who got me into running. So she can bust out a fifteen kilometer run like nothing. Like yeah, wow, that's wow. good, isn't it? When you both have like similar interest in when it comes to fitness as well. Yeah, and when yeah. You both fit. Is it just amazing in the bedroom? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. No water break. Have the orchestra about. <laughs> <laughs> Get the oh, the hockey strap on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like I, I always, I am always, sometimes always quite fascinated when I see really fit couples because it's not. I, I feel like it's less and less these days that you see a really fit person and a really unfit person. As yeah, you, you rarely see a hard body with a soft body. Yeah, <laughs> unless they've got a lot of money. Someone's yeah, true. Got, someone's oh, yeah, true. Well. yeah, true. Yeah, true. Okay, you do. Yeah, that is that is so. Okay, so you're about to turn thirty. Uh, yep. You're living with your partner. You're eating more diverse food than you have. Have you kept any vices with you moving in? Is it? Is... Oh yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm, I'm vaping. I'm smoking weed. <laughs> I'm drinking. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm turning to a fucking monk. Or all of that was fine. Just you saying, "Don't worry," is what makes me lose it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm whoa, not a whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. nerd. I am not a dork, man. <laughs> because um, I think that's quite relatable to a lot of our listeners uh, and us in particular as well. Because you know, one of the hardest parts in terms of staying healthy and active is that the, the if you're hungover, if you're you know stoned or whatever, like that element yeah. of it. The, the fact that you've even found a bit of balance there, oh, well, I don't know if it's balance. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The fact that you're able to do that as well as, you know, still stay fit and healthy. That's well, pretty... weed for me is like, I'll, I'll get stoned and go on a, on a run and shit like that. I've always been that kind of guy, you know, like I've always, yeah, slacklining, yeah, yeah. I was always stoned slacklining. Like I don't yeah. mind like. I, no, I love that though. Them. If you see someone in the park slacklining, he's the first person you're going to ask if he has weed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, like, okay. okay. And so how does, but how does that go? Because I'm always curious about that. Because, you know, like, you know, if someone's a pothead, is your partner a pothead as well? No, she's not. So how does that work? Does she, does she mind? Does she know that's part of you? Does yeah, that ever I think cause she any- puts up with it. Sometimes it's not like she never fucking, like, she's against it or anything. She's not calling the cops on me ever. 
and every now and then, you know, we'll we'll both dig in and watch a movie and shit. But yeah, I don't know. That's just I've, that's what I've been like since you met me. You know, so yeah. That's, that's so, it. yeah, no, she's taking it with you. No, I always, because yeah. yeah, you do, I, I, I just, as an example, a friend of mine who moved in, was a similar thing, it was a pothead, but his partner didn't know how much of a yeah. pothead he was until they moved in together. Like, yeah, right. You know, right like, yeah. Using the terms like, does the mix bowl always need to be on the coffee table? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not, I like to, I'm not rude about it, you know what I mean? Like, that's my little thing. I'm not like, it's not encroaching her life, you know? I'm yeah, not, of like, course. Not spilling mm. the bong water on her pillow and shit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, no, but look, to be fair, as an as ex-alcoholic, I fucking woke up with a wine bottle, you know, chipped in bed so many nights where I'd fallen asleep with it. So yeah. I can imagine that there's an equivalent of bong water in the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or as someone, as, as uh, my partner brought up, was like when I used to be a massive pisshead, you know, many, you know, feel so long ago now, but the times where you get so pissed that you go to bed and then you wake up and then you take a slash only to realise that you're not pissing in the toilet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen the old man do that one a fair bit. Growing you mean up. your housemate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic housemate problem. <laughs> I love it. You just take him up. You just take him up. You're like, mate, you're not getting your bond back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucky you own this fucking place, mate. <laughs> We're going to have a house meeting. You've got something to say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So good. Wow. Oh, wow. Mate, uh, well... You gotta wrap it up. Yeah. So tell us about the pod you're doing. You're doing it with Tim Hewitt. Yeah, me and Huey. Uh, it's called Feed 'em, Bruh. We, every week we kind of we get a guest on and we talk about just like battle stories. You know what we've been really getting into lately is like people's sort of like their where they drank growing up. So we're obsessed with like small town pub slash nightclub situations and just like shitty oh. RSLs and just Brilliant. like white or like you know. You know, the t- types of towns that have one nightclub and like shit like that. So we're trying to find yeah. out. So at the moment, we're trying to figure out what's the shittest pub in Australia. Oh, so, oh I think that'd be interesting. Headland, actually. Is there one there? Well, there's one I drove past when I went, was doing Melbourne Comedy for Roadshow where there was like bars in front of it. Like there was steel bars. Yeah, love so that, that. You know, the, uh, in front of the pub window. Yep, yep, yep. I, yeah, I, so it's all that kind of shit. But yeah, it, it comes out every week. That's isn't a, that, a lighter isn't a, topic. Isn't there a roadhouse type situation where the DJ is behind a cage and stuff? Have you heard of that one? I think I that's important that as well. Yeah, so the really? DJ is behind a cage so that people can't throw fucking bottles at him. Yeah, that rules. Or her. Yeah, <laughs> even grubby DJs exist in female form as well. <laughs> a friend of mine reminded me once when he lived out in Hamilton, in uh, way way out west uh, Victoria, and uh, and and talking about how there was a nightclub called the Attic. Except I decided to let him run know it couldn't be because it was on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that rules. <laughs> and I was no. just like, and then I just had a whole bunch of shearers just wanting to kick my head in, <laughs> and I was just like, God, I need to get out of this country town because otherwise it's just absolutely bedlam. But yeah, yeah, nah, that's a great podcast. Check my it out. Favorite- Bra, uh, local funny man on Instagram. That's uh, me. You put up you put up a whole bunch of uh, clips from your stand up. I urge everyone yeah. to go check them out. There's a few that I shared because I find you fucking hilarious. You're great, thank you, man. man. Very and, funny. Um, thank you so much for doing the podcast for us, man. We appreciate no worries. It. Thanks, time. Uh, thanks for having um, me. Fucking blowing it. smoke up my ass about my rig too. That felt good. <laughs> We just want one. We yeah, just yeah. want one. <laughs> I just want one ab. 
a singular ab. <laughs> One ab that doesn't have scars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Dill plugs. Uh, uh, Dillj.com, uh, I think, is probably a good place to get all the tour dates. But there's Brisbane. There's going to be uh, Canberra. There's going to be bloody fucking Darwin. There's a few things Darwin. coming up. Um, and Dave Thornton probably be in, Ju- in Geelong at some point in August as well. Oh, yeah, that one. We're that bringing. No, no, no. No, but seriously, we're bringing the bloody detour back. So the detour is back, people. Keep an eye Um, out for all of that. Uh, I again, uh, I'll be in Adelaide on the fourteenth of August. Uh, also, now I will be doing a show in uh, uh, the Gold Coast as well. So, uh, nice. the second uh, of October, um, I will put something on the socials. So, Fitbit fans, we know there's quite a few Brisbane listeners. Uh, so, again, please, we'd uh, l- I'd love to see you come out. But uh, again, uh, of course, we've got Patreon deal. Uh, we've got Patreon, and uh, there's a little special uh, thing coming out for Patreon listeners because we love you and we adore you and we thank you. So, if you want to join us into extra content, just just $5 a month. And then again, of course, iTunes reviews are always great. But Zach, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, thanks, and boys. Hey, boys. Lovely and seeing you, mates. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Good job. Ow, ow.